can we really make a record on our own in our practice space? And if so, how do we go about it? How do we learn all of this? How do we get started? Should we just buy a bunch of gear and like turn some knobs and experiment? And is it even a great idea? Let's discuss. This is the Self-Recording Band Podcast, the show where we help you make exciting records on your own, wherever you are, DIY style. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Self-Recording Band Podcast. My name is Benedict Hein. I am your host and I'm here with my co-host. He's from Canada. He's a mastering engineer. He's been a musician and music producer for most of his career. And his name is Malcolm Owen Flood. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, excited to have you on. Um, this is the first episode that we do here, so I'm excited to see where this where this goes. And um, to explain to you guys what we're doing here is the following. We um, want to talk about the topic of can I make a record on my own in my practice room with my band or as a solo artist? Is that really possible? And if so, what do I look out for? What do I need to to do to make that work properly? And um, yeah, so I think we just we just just uh, get started and talk about this question. What do you think, Malcolm? Is it possible to record on your own as a musician DIY style? I think it's it's absolutely possible. Um, I mean, I know I've done it. I know other bands that have done it. I, uh, in preparation of this, I was reading about big bands that have really done it. Um, you know, and we're we're lucky enough to be at a time where it's it's more possible than ever before. Um, I mean, if we think that the you know the Stones were making a an album at their house way back when, we we can definitely do it now with all the tools we have. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. But how did they do it back then? Actually, like it would it must have been like a nearly impossible thing for the average musician right like it's exactly yeah when you look at like home recorded albums back then like the stones was i think it was here i pulled it up uh it was on exile on main street and they were already a massive band so you know they could afford to have uh engineers come in they they got a big studio mobile truck to come and like park in like the 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 basement of their big castle (laughs) and they uh (laughs) they made an album you know uh between uh, driving their giant boats around and stuff. <laughs> um, so luckily, you don't have to be at that level, I think, anymore. No, absolutely not. I mean, the tools to do it um, are cheap. And uh, you can start right now, basically, with pretty like very little effort and very little money that you have to put into it. But uh, here's the thing. I think that also led to many mu- musicians think that if you can play your instruments, if you are a musician, if you know how to like operate basic computer stuff and software and have like a thousand bucks to spend on some basic recording gear, that this is enough to make a decent record. And I would say, yes, you can record on your own, but no, that's not enough to actually make a really good like professional sounding record that gets your message across and that's that will resonate with people. Uh, I mean, you can always try and just figure things out and you can record, but it will probably not sound like a real record when you're starting out, right? Absolutely, yeah. I I fully agree with that. And I think chances are anybody that's listening to this right now 
if you're listening to this, you've probably already tried to record yourself, right? You've probably bought some piece of gear and been or downloaded some free software and been like, I can do this, no problem. And you're probably listening to this because it didn't turn out that great. Um, and that, that's yeah. a, like, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> where I started was doing that. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it myself, no problem. And then realizing that it didn't sound anywhere near as good as I wanted it to. And that kind of led to this whole career in this field, right? Um, I'm sure it's got to be similar for you, Benedict. Absolutely. But the thing I want to add here is, in fact, the first time I ever, I remember that very well, the first time I ever listened to a recording that I did like of myself or my band, I was totally thinking this sounds like a record, but just that was just because my, <laughs> my, my ears were not developed at the time and I didn't know like what I was talking about. But I, I, I can remember like hitting play and hearing my band come out of the speakers and I was like, dude, that's the, that's the coolest thing ever. Like we sound absolutely amazing. Like I instantly, I even compared what I just did to other records and I still thought I could I could immediately compete with that. That's just how delusional I was. And, <laughs> yeah, I think but, yeah. I think you're right. I think there's like this this initial stage where you think you're already a rock star, yeah. and then eventually you eventually realize that it's not on the level no. that you want it to be. No, and not at all. As soon as that like awakens in you, it's like the you know yeah. the, the curtain comes down. And you're Ex- alone on stage. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So sad. Yeah, so sad. Really, but. Like that's the thing too. You just need a little bit of time and an experience to like develop your ears and to even know what is good. You know, like you could have you can know all the techniques, you can know all all the things, but like you can you have to have the ability to tell a good recording from a bad recording and to and it, it's hard to put that in words and like it's just the thing you have to you have to just learn or you have to have somebody who shows you like what to listen for actually you have to train that and that that took a while for me um ma- mainly because i was doing it completely on my own and uh that always takes longer i mean it's a thing you said yeah you probably people who are listening to this they probably recorded or you probably recorded uh on your own already and one or two of of two things probably happened. You're either thinking, wow, that's totally great and that's all I ever wanted and I'm super happy and I will continue to record from now on. Or you think, wow, that's like super frustrating. I expected a lot more. I don't sound like what I wanted to sound like at all. What do I do? I, I Let me draw on some experience yeah. here because I remember when I started trying to record my own band. I was in a like a death metal band at the time. And uh, there was a few of us that were kind of getting into it. Like, so my my drummer actually owned the software, and he was trying to figure it out at first. And he just kind of got frustrated, and it wasn't working. You know, we couldn't we couldn't make anything. Like, we didn't know how to overdub and stuff. You know, and like we didn't know anything. So he got frustrated, and then I sat down, and I got frustrated too. But I loved it, um, and I stuck with it. Where I think he was like, I'm just gonna. I, I think he was just glad that I took over. Yeah, and he could just go back to playing the drums, right? Um, but I think that's not necessarily how you have to find your way in this. I think that now with uh, you know educational resources available, I think he could have learned. Um, and if you get past that initial uh, hurdle by educating yourself, anybody can do this if they learn the skills and develop their ear and develop the right mindset. Um, it, it doesn't have to be this like gift you know (laughs) absolutely absolutely but it yeah and that's what i was trying to say i think um i think it needs to be you need to be a person 
who's willing to invest the time and energy to educate yourself and not give up too early. Because if you're expecting like very quick and easy results, like this is not going to happen probably, or at least not always. And there will always mm-hmm. be a situation where you just have to like dive into something and like, just learn and study and try and fail and try and fail again. And eventually you will get there. But if you're not that type of person, you're going to have a hard time. Like you... And and that's why I'm why I'm saying I think there are people who are listening to their recording, and then you're like, wow, that's totally cool. Even though if it's it's not, but you're hooked and you wanna you wanna learn how to to do it better and you wanna do it in, again and again, or you're the type of person who just thinks, oh no, that that totally sucks. I don't ever want to deal with that again. Like that's too frustrating, and like you give up instantly. So I think in every band or in in many bands, like there's this one guy who girl who just likes the tech side of things and like the figuring stuff out and solving those problems. Um, right. And uh, yeah, and, and and if you are that type of person, then there's a lot you can do these days. And that's, that's I think, what we're trying to tell you here. And, um, and let's say now, let's say you have somebody in the band or you are the person in the band interesting in recording and interested in recording and you want to figure this out you have the basic gear you have the drive and the energy to to learn that um if you master all of like how things work how to put that together how to how to put a, a microphone in front of an amplifier or a drum kit how to record in a DAW how to operate the software let's assume you you've learned all of that then the really interesting stuff starts because that still doesn't make a record sound like a record. You have to know all these tools and then just use them on autopilot and like let your creativity and your like the art take over, you know? And mm. that's where it gets really exciting I think because yeah, because that's where where a record starts to become a record and where I think really need, people really need the most help and guidance because the other stuff compared to that is still easy. I mean, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, no, I, I there was kind of two things you said. There, if you're not willing to kind of persist, and if you're too afraid to fail, it's not going to work for you. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of musicians can probably relate to, just with the bands as well. Like if your band's doing good, it's because you just don't stop when you have a bad gig. You don't stop when you can't write a good song for a while or something, right? Um, it's the same with recording. It's the people that can't. Uh, I guess can't look into the future far enough to realize that it is going to get better. Like they're, they are going to improve, right? Um, yeah. If you keep doing it. And so that's going to make a big difference. Um, and then uh, the other thing I like that you said is that you kind of got to get those skills developed enough that you can get back to just being like creative and that making it an art, right? Um, if you have to be like, you know, spending so much time doing every little step, like figuring out how to mic up the guitar or, or how to like, you know, uh, compress a vocal or like or how to gain stage and stuff like oh, there, there's countless stuff but if you have to spend too much time it's going to kill the the creative flow of the recording session it's not going to be as fun the takes are going to be worse like everything just kind of falls apart so it's like learning an instrument um yeah like the drums aren't fun until you can play a beat right <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> but once you can play the beat and start kind of improvising or like it's the same with any instrument getting to that like over that first hurdle is is such a big difference absolutely and not only enables you to does it enable you to be creative in your with your music but also 
you gotta know how to use the tools to use them creatively to um you gotta get to the point where you just you don't know you, you don't you don't you do not only know how a thing works but why you place a microphone a certain way why you move it like a couple of inches to to one of the sides you know or whatever you you know what it does but you have don't have to think about it you know the reason why you're doing something you just you're not randomly turning knobs or moving mics but you know why and and what you want to achieve with that and you have a vision and you have a plan how to get that vision uh, across and like because all of us like and all of you mus- musicians you you have a sound in your head or you should have a sound in your head like it starts with that you have your song and then you have a vision for how it should sound and why it should sound that way and what this song should do to the person who listens to it and um, that's the first step you have to know that and you have to be able to to kind of envision that and then you have to have the tools and the knowledge to create that and to make the song do that and that's where most people get stuck because they can yes they can plug a microphone into an interface and they can hit record in a DAW and they have the vision in their head but they just don't know what to do with all those tools to make that vision come out of the speakers you know that's that's the yeah. that's the thing where most people think get get stuck and, and fail eventually I, I agree um, should we talk about because uh, I kind of thought of like three potential ways that people could uh start making like music of in course their, i'm like, curious uh, like a, their practice space or or their really any situation and I, I kind of broke that down to and if you have other ideas let me know but i thought there was the in the box method you know where people are able to now make music entirely on their phone tablet or computer right yeah um without out recording any audio at all right um that's now fully possible so that's the most affordable and then there's like the small interface route where you just have to get like a cheap couple hundred dollar interface, a cable and a microphone and you're off. Um, like there's free DAWs and stuff now as well, right? So yeah, there's that route. And then the last, um, which is kind of the old school route, I guess now, is recording out of your like jam space PA system into your computer. Like some of them have like a little USB out or whatever, right? Um, so there's kind of like the the large console recording from a jam space or not, not necessarily large but you know probably spitting out a single file so you can't really mix it in the computer or whatever the interface route where you're just recording one thing at a time um you know trying to keep it under 200 bucks or something yeah and then there's the in the box method right um so those were kind of like the three methods i kind of thought of that people could do immediately um does that seem accurate that absolutely seems accurate. I haven't thought about the third option actually, but that is probably where many of you are right now. You probably have a, like a mixer or whatever in your rehearsal room. Maybe use that one live. And many of the newer ones actually have a small interface built into them. Yeah. And why not start with that and and use that? I haven't even thought about that, but that that's t- totally viable. I think I forgot about that option because when I was starting out and was in a band, we had like pure analog like mixers with no usb or whatever interface and then when i started recording i bought an interface so i never really used one of those i know they exist and i've seen them a lot but i never really used one of those so that kind of i kind of forgot about these but yeah they are probably in many rehearsal rooms these days yeah 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 absolutely like i i know my band has a a a behringer x-air which is like the 
you know, uh, you see them in co- like venues all over the place. The guys, the guys mix it on an iPad or whatever, right? And the, everybody in the band can pull up the app on their phone and make their own monitor mixes. Those things are incredible. You can do 16 channels of multi-track recording right there and compress and you know it's like a DAW built into it Dude, it's amazing it's so cool we have one of those and we used it we bought it because we went um, we we went to a different studio not my studio a different studio because we wanted to get away from like where we usually are just to to see something different to be creative like in a in a space that no one of us was familiar with and we right. went to or at least most of us one of us knew it but and we went there and just for the just for songwriting we went to that studio just we locked ourselves in there and we just did a week of songwriting and for that pur- uh, purpose we bought that same uh that exact board that you just described uh and it's so amazing like we set it up on day 1 and everyone everybody had had the app on on uh, his phone and would do his own monitor mix and we would record the whole recording and practice sessions or the whole songwriting and practice sessions and yes. it was such a smooth workflow and to be honest, like the results we recorded were actually pretty good. I mean, I I I was I still would have to compare them to like proper recordings in a studio, but for that price, it's incredible what you can do. I mean, this is oh, just, it's, it's it's amazing. And and just before I forget, you said you recorded your your uh, your jam sessions. Yeah, and like we just got to drive that home. If you're a band and you're not recording your jam sessions and you have the ability to, just like do it. It's so important. Um, and like, if you're just wanting to get a demo out, like, you know, just have material just to show to a venue or other bands or listen for yourself or who knows, maybe you guys are the best band in the world and your, your rehearsal recordings could be an album, right? Yeah. You never really know. Um, yeah. but just do it, record yourself. It's, and that, that's like the best practice right there. You're absolutely. Listen to it and be like, why does it sound like this? Yeah, absolutely. And I would, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. I have three reasons why you should do absolutely do that. The first one is. You won't forget your ideas that you came up with. That's the, the, the most obvious one. But hey, I mean, we are all pretty forgetful creatures. And um, like you could jam for a couple of hours and have the greatest ideas. But if you don't remember them the next week when you get together again to rehearse, then they are gone. So always record them just for the purpose of like saving your ideas. That's the first thing. The second thing is, um, yeah, like analyze what you did analyze how tight you were playing uh, because you don't really hear all of the stuff while you are playing as accurately it's always completely different mm-hmm. if you listen back to recording you can you th- sometimes you think you just played the best take ever and it's, it was just perfect and then you listen to the recording and you're like oh not so perfect <laughs> and like yeah. and you can learn so much and you can improve uh, if you just listen to what you're playing regularly and analyze that and then improve based on that information. So that's the second reason, improve. And the third reason is you never know. Sometimes there could be the best take ever in such a session. Sometimes you play a thing or you sing a line or whatever and it's just perfect. It's just the moment. It's The energy is perfect. The performance is perfect. And it might be imperfect, like technically. There might be flaws. There might be, like the intonation might not be perfect or whatever. Or you might not have new strings in your instrument. Like there will be flaws. But still, if the performance and the vibe and the energy is perfect, that take might make it onto a record just because you cannot, yeah. like reproduce that ever again like i've tried that often like i've i had that a couple of times actually where i tried to recreate something in the recording that a band sent me as a demo before recording 
and we could just couldn't get the same vibe, the same feeling in the studio. And if you then have a somewhat decent recording, you can just try and use that on the record, and maybe, maybe it's like it's the best the best decision. And um, to, uh, yeah, that's the that's the number the reason number three. So that should be enough to convince you to get some some sort of recording equipment and just record your rehearsals, your practice. Um, Absolutely. Hours. One more to add there. Number yeah. four is pre-production. Um, oh, like yeah. if if your band is uh, planning to go into the studio and you happen to already rehearse to a click, especially, you can record these demos to a click track in the jam space, and then you now have a multi-track pre-production demo of your song where you can you know go into the studio and start replacing those one by one at higher quality. Um, but you've got it mapped out. It's too. It's like all the pieces are there. That's a lot better than just going into the studio with an acoustic guitar and a vocal. Um, Absolutely pre-production track. So I, I'm sure we're going to do a whole episode on pre-production alone. Absolutely. Um, but just to touch on that. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't know what pre-production is, it's the prep work before you go into the studio. Yes. And that's also, I mean, we, we're going to do an episode on this, but if you don't know what pre-production is, if you didn't just know that, and if you don't do it not right now, look it up and start doing it before you record. That's all I want to say in this episode. We did a whole episode on that, but just do it because it's essential. It's a part of the recording process and many people don't do it. I haven't done it for years. I must admit that I was already recording my bands and we never did proper pre-production and we totally should have. So look that up and just do it. Um, yeah, back to the topic of this this episode. I think... Uh, what were we, what were we talking about before we went on the we went down the rabbit hole of of recording your rehearsals? <laughs> uh, um, we were talking about uh, some different ways that people can make yes, a record in their like, yes, on their own. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The interface route, the in the box route, or the mixer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and another thing that I want to talk about is now we have like basically talked about the different options you have, but I want to talk about why you actually want to make a record on your own and why, mm. what do you want to achieve and what, what like compared to re- going to a recording studio, what's the pros and cons and what's the why behind it, behind it. I think the industry has changed a lot. I think you don't need to do all the things with professionals and expensive studios, expensive uh, gear and all that kind of stuff like you, you, you'd have to a couple of years ago so there's that and many people record on their own and they, and they it's possible so you can save money that's the first that's the first why that people might have but you you just you might just want to do some some things on your own just to save money or to save time to make it less stressful um, to be able to like work on your own schedule so those those factors, like the fact alone that you just can't do it and you wanna you wanna use that to your advantage. So that's number one. But I also think when you are when the decision is already made, when you think uh, you want to record on your own, why do you want to record your songs a certain way? What are you trying to achieve? Why do you record a record in the first place? Like no matter how you do it, like why why are you doing it? Are you doing it for yourself? Do you just try and do, are you just trying to capture your songs and then show it to your friends or whatever? Or are you trying to reach an audience? If so, who's that audience? And um, do you have goals for your band? Do you do you try to to get signed or are you trying to play bigger shows or get booked on a bigger tour or whatever? 
So this, I think this is very, very important to, to think about. And because this is kind of the foundation and this determines like how you go about it. And this like dictates what you, what you do and many of the informs and it informs many of the decisions you're going to make. And um, so people often don't really think about this step. They just know they have a band, they have songs and they want to make a record. And then they start making a record without ever thinking about the why. Yeah, and I, I just think this why is so so important because only then can you make the right decisions. Only then can you say, okay, I'm going to go into a recording studio, studio work with XYZ, or I'm going to do it on my own, or I'm, I'll hire a mixer, a mastering engineer, or I just try and figure it out myself. Like you can't, you can't make these decisions if you don't have a clear like idea of what you're actually trying to achieve, I think. I agree. And I uh, thought of a good question for you, Ben. Um, why, what, what do you think the best benefits uh, or what do you think the benefits were when you decided to record yourself? Like what, what were you kind of hoping to get um, uh, and, and what maybe came even inadvertently because you took that step to, to recording yourself? Hey friend, this is Benedict from theselfrecordingband.com and if you are producing your own songs, I have a question for you. Do you ever listen to your music and feel like something is just off? Maybe the drums sound weak, or the guitar tone bothers you, maybe the vocals don't really cut through the mix, or the whole thing just doesn't sound finished and professional, but you can't really put your finger on it? I know you want to release big, punchy, professional sounding songs, right? The type of authentic, unique art that connects with your audience on a deep level. But you're just not sure what's missing with your recordings. Somehow you just can't connect all the dots. And I get it, the amount of things to learn and all the conflicting information out there can be really overwhelming. Especially if you're a lone wolf trying to figure it all out on your own, right? Now here's the good news. Whether you've been self-recording for years or you're just setting up your first home studio, I want to offer you my personal one-on-one help. As long as you are determined to put in the work, I'm offering a limited amount of free one-on-one coaching calls with me. On this hour-long call, we'll dive deep into your recordings and create a personalized roadmap for you to finally solve the issues you're struggling with so that you can release music that you'll be proud of forever. If you are ready to see and believe that it's actually possible to achieve your goals and make the records you've always wanted to make, then go to theselfrecordingband.com slash call and apply for one of my limited coaching spots. I can assure you that making exciting and successful DIY records is very doable. We've done it. Lots of other people have done it. You can do it as well. Talk soon. Theselfrecordingband.com slash call. Okay, so I think we have to separate into two groups of people here because... There's the people like myself who try recording their own band. I think most of us start with just wanting to record their band, just to mm-hmm. to make their first record or demo or whatever. And the the first reason to do it or try it is probably money in most cases, I think. I, I think most people when, when they start out and when they're young, like they are just trying to save money and they just cannot they just cannot spend thousands of bucks on like going to recording studios. So they 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 just do it for that reason. That's that's most often I think the first reason people try to do it. I, I think that as well as but like in the case of maybe not a band but a solo artist, I think 
most people, uh, solo artists often do it just because they want to, they're shy. <laughs> they yeah. want to do it privately. Yeah, that's um, that's also a big one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And ultimately, after that, there I think there are two groups of people then. If you're like me and you did, you did, you did it and you listened and you got totally hooked and you got so excited about it and you, you just, that second that I heard my own first recording, I kind of instantly knew that this was what I would, want to do for the rest of my life this really and i i didn't ever think that this could be my job or anything i just thought this is the coolest thing ever i want to spend as much time as i can doing this so that kind of i didn't know it back then but that kind of started my audio career because i got so obsessed with it that i never actually did anything else again in my life so (laughs) that kind of worked but i think there's the other group of people who do it and they, they like it. They like the fact that they can do it on their own. But they still want to be just, quote-unquote, musicians. Um, they, yes, they want to record themselves. Yes, they want to save money. Maybe they want to, to like, work on their own schedule, like, not have the pressure of being, of having to, to get it right within a certain amount of time in the studio. Um, they want to free, the freedom to work on their own, but they're not not necessarily trying to be a professional audio engineer. They're not interested in that. So there's mm-hmm. this group of people who who are not as obsessed about like the, 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 the technical part and the engineering and the making records, but they just wanna they just think it's cool that they can record themselves and help their band and their music career. And I, I wasn't that at all. Like I always enjoyed being in a band, but I never wanted to be a professional musician. That was never a goal of mine, as much as I enjoy touring and, and being in a band. But the technical stuff, that was just that just fascinated me. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are just the other way around. And so I think, to go back to your question, the, the pros, um, if you look at the pros and cons, like the pros are definitely you can save money, you can save time, you can make the recording... Or not necessarily time that you don't save time. Actually, you, you will take more time than to go into than going to a recording <laughs> studio. But the time you spent recording can be less stressful, and yes. it doesn't get more expensive if you take more time as long as it's in yep. your free time. So that's that's also a big one because many, especially not so experienced musicians, they they I think they they perform better if they are not under pressure. And uh, you got to get used to that scenario of having to deliver a take within a certain time frame. Like you, so I think, yeah, money, less pressure, and ultimately, like total creative freedom. Because yes. if you are your own producer, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to do anything anybody tells you. You can just do what feels right, and you, there are no rules. Whatever you think sounds cool is cool, and you can just just do that. And that's just. That's that's fascinating and fun, and I think that actually, many people c- complain about how the quality of music that's that's released today decreased during the last couple of years because so many musicians put out DIY recordings, and if you go on Spotify or wherever, there are a lot of really crappy recordings out there that would have never been released like thirty years ago or whatever. But I think yes, that's true. But I think. There is also some art and some music today that would have never that's absolutely awesome and would have never been recorded and released if the band or the artist didn't have the freedom to do it on their own and without rules, you know, because many of those mistakes or things you you are not supposed to do 
ended up being hits or, or things that really mm-hmm. resonated with people. So I think overall for the music scene and for to like if you look at it from like if you only look at the art I think it's pretty exciting that you're able to do that and I think that a lot of great art and music just exists because of that reason because people can do it on their own so that's a big pro here for me oh, oh yeah like I, I've got like a couple success stories that I could think of um, there's there's kind of one that you touched on in in our case we started recording our own bands and and for people that don't know us we're very far apart so we're not in the same band we both just happen to do this and i think a lot of people end up doing that they record their own band and they fall in love with it and they eventually become pro audio engineers right um uh, so that could be anything you could become the producer or the mixer or the master and engineer you know there's a million places to land there um or you become a musician who learns these skills and and that can really turn into some amazing things like a couple success stories uh billy eilish her oh, and yeah. her brother made a DIY recording, right? That she just got like six Grammy nominations or something for a, like a, a home recorded project, right? That's amazing. And you you mentioned that you you get to you don't have to follow rules when you are self producing. And in her case, she broke them, you know, and and changed it. The game changed because she broke these rules, and people were like, "I haven't heard anything like this." Um, like I don't I don't even like her music, but I understand why people do. And, and that's something that just probably wouldn't have happened if she went and worked with a prop, pop producer, right? It would have been pretty instead of ugly. Um, yeah. And people really liked that it was dark. Um, the other success story and, and cool thing, like you mentioned, that music might not have seen the light of day. And uh, this band I know on the island here, um, they they recorded this. They're, they're called Loving, so people can look them up if they want. They, uh, they recorded an EP or an album. Actually, I'll double-check that. They recorded... Seven songs, okay, long EP, um, back in 2016 and released them. Just They did it all themselves. It's pretty DIY. And then uh, nothing really happened. They didn't really do anything. I'd never heard of this band. And then all of a sudden, Spotify picked it up, and they now have millions and millions of streams on all their songs. Like It just hit some playlists, went huge. They're making crazy money. Wow. They did this DIY album, and now they have a career just because they decided, you know, let's make some art. Yeah. Um, they didn't invest a bunch of money. It was just like pure, we're going to make some art. It's going to be music we want to hear. It was for them. And like that that wouldn't have happened without without uh, recording, learning to record yourself, doing a good enough job that, you know, people want to listen to it because obviously people do if you're getting millions of streams. Um, so like all of that kind of came together. And in the case of a band like Loving, it's a huge success story. Uh, the other cool one that I, I just thought about as you were talking is a uh, Bonavere. Oh um, yeah, you, you know Bonavere. Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. I never knew how to pronounce it. Now I know, thanks to you. <laughs> oh, I hope I got it right. <laughs> that's how Canadians say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably right then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I, I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. He, at least he recorded that that uh, that big famous album of his in some cabin in Canada. You know, um, but he went to some cabin, made an artsy album. Right, that's what, yeah. how he wanted to do it. Did it himself. Locked himself out in the middle of nowhere. Made some cool art, and people attached to it. If he had recorded the same songs in a fancy studio, I don't know if it would have had the same magic. I don't know if it would have worked. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think it wouldn't have. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And those are, I think the Billy Eilish one, I thought about that. I forgot Bonnie, but what, what do you call it? Bonnie Vare? Bonnie Vare. <laughs> Bonnie Vare, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're totally right there. 
And I didn't know about that band you were talking about. That's also a cool, very cool story. Oh, there's so many examples of that. You know, that's that's just one. Um, and you know, that's like that's a lottery ticket. You can't really your business plan can't be to count on Spotify making you famous, but it can. <laughs> it absolutely can. Yes. And ultimately, it was the songs because if a bad recording and bad song gets put on a good playlist, it's not going to keep doing well. Nope. Um, so they. They had the right ingredients and then got lucky with those. Exactly. And also at the same time, I've heard not only doesn't the bad song and a band recording obviously not work, but I've heard like absolutely amazing recordings of just like absolutely boring songs. And they also won't ever like resonate with anybody. And so you can have the, the you can go to the fanciest studio in the world and drop all the money you, you want on the production. If the song and your, the creative stuff behind it is it's just not there, that all doesn't help. Not at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we're going to be a good podcast, guys, is because we're not going to ignore that. <laughs> we're going to talk about pre-production and how to make your song good as well. Exactly. And actually, that's very cool you just said that because now I can actually like rephrase it and say properly why the world needs another audio podcast because <laughs> yeah because what we're trying to tell you is it's it doesn't matter if you know all and have all the tools it doesn't matter if you have all the money it doesn't like that that stuff is is cool and you have to you know how to use some of the tools but what really matters is what do you want to what are you trying what are you trying to do and do you know how to use your tools to achieve that to actually make that come out of your speakers and there's a million podcasts and YouTube videos and courses and whatever on the topic of recording already. But I don't, or we don't really want to teach you how to like put an SM57 in front of a guitar cap. Like you, that that's already out there. Like you can do that. It sounds great. Like if you put it there, it sounds like this. If you put it there, it sounds like this. We will talk about stuff like that. But most of all, we talk about the context. When does it make sense to put it there? When does it... Like, why would you want to do that? What are you trying to achieve? And we want to encourage you to make like bold decisions. That's also, I'm, I'm very big on this because many people tell self-recording bands to be safe, to make, to make safe recordings. Like, don't use any effects when you record mm -hmm. because you can, all, you can always do that afterwards. Like, Ooh. never, yeah, <laughs> never clip <laughs> anything. Like, never, make sure it doesn't distort like as a rule and do this do that always place your mic that way use that mic because that always worked that's like the safe option and I, I think that's so boring because yes that works technically and yes you then have clean files and you can reempt them you can sample replace them you can do all the things with them cool but what I want to encourage you is try different things be bold like if you like a sound if that sound does what you want it to do like then record it I don't if I mix a song if people send me stuff to mix I don't really care at all what's in the what what has been in the chain there I don't I don't care if you like 15 pedals between your guitar and amp as long as that's the result that you were trying to do, to 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 achieve then do it and send me the the recording of that and I will have to deal with that because that's part mm -hmm. of your performance that's part of your song part of your art so I don't ever tell anybody to play it safe I just I just think make exciting art and I think from like always making the safe decision 
that never leads to, or very rarely leads to exciting music or exciting art. So that's what I'm, what, yeah, what I'm really, what's really important to me. And I, I want to point that out. So everything else you can look up on YouTube or whatever, like you'll find yeah. out how to record stuff safely. Yeah. There's like there's a lot we're we're going to be able to cover, which is it's going to be great. Like if you're listening to this, you're listening to two guys that have spent their life in production, mixing, and mastering. Um, but not only that, we've both been playing in rock bands for for well, like rock and punk and and, and metal, you know, kind of yeah. all over uh, for uh, for a long time as well. So not only are we coming at this from the audio side, so you are going to hear about cool gear. You are going to hear about tricks and stuff about recording and stuff that maybe you aren't doing and most people should be or something you know we're going to try and give you like those game changer important ones but you're also going to learn about how these skills can affect your band and how you can leverage these skills to uh leverage your band um and like you know there's there's we've just got a lot to share and i think it's going to be really useful um so expect creativity mindset engineering and business in a sense, I guess, yeah. right? You know, um, like, absolutely. We just want you to be able to take this as far as you can. Absolutely. And people like always remember your band is, if you, if like, if you believe it or not, but your band is like a, a small business. Even if you don't make money, even if, you, even if you never plan to make money, it doesn't hurt to look at it from that perspective. It doesn't hurt to have goals because everybody has goals. And if your goal is just, uh, I want to impress my friends or my mom or whatever, or I just want to have a recording for myself to enjoy and listen to, that's also a goal. And there is a strategy and tactics to get you there. And you can be efficient or inefficient. You can, uh, like there's all sorts of decisions you can make and some bad ones, some good ones. And we'll try to explain to you what we think are good decisions to help you get there and to have like a strategy and to view this whole thing sort of like business owners view their business doesn't hurt even if you don't view mm. yourself like a business so and uh, yeah that's that's uh i think the topics that you just said Mark, are um pretty much what we'll be talking about so gear mindset um recording all different kinds of uh, instruments then of course the context of yep. like of everything like a drum kit alone is rarely going to be on a record like there's there's going to be some <laughs> things that may, may be and that probably is a pure drum record but um, usually you're always viewing everything in context to other stuff and that also might change some de decisions that you make and there's a lot a lot we can we can cover and talk about but the last thing we want to do is just repeat boring content that dozens and hundreds and thousands of other people already put out there. So that that brings me to a really good question. If guys, if the, uh, you who are listening to this, if you have suggestions, topics, mm -hmm. things that you want us to talk about, and on this show that you haven't heard anywhere else, or if you just couldn't find a solution for your specific problem, or I don't know. Just let us know. We will take that into consideration. I mean, we, we've already come up with a pretty long list of cool topics that we can cover. But I think if somebody like writes us and has uh, a cool idea that we could talk about, we're totally open to, to doing that because after all, this whole thing should be helpful for you and we, will bring, we, we want to bring value and we only want to uh, talk about things that, that actually matter to our audience. So yeah, 
please do that. Please email us anytime. You can always email uh, podcast at the self recording band.com and just let us know what you what you want to hear from us. Or let us know that what we just told you was total bullshit. If you just don't agree, <laughs> if you think if you think that's just not true, uh, what nice we're saying here, yeah, just let us know. That we are absolutely, honestly, we, we are curious. We want to know. Yeah. So yeah, let us know. Write us an email, and uh, we, I'm excited to to hear the responses to this. Um, the next episodes will be much much more specific than this one. So we kind of talk about. Um, we, now we, we we just try to in this episode we, we just try to let you know what we are uh, doing with this show and why it even exists um, the next couple of episodes by the time you're listening to this one there will always already be two other episodes available at least and um, so you can binge through those if you want so in the next episodes we will introduce ourselves so that you know who we actually are and why why we think we have something to share that's actually valuable for others. So th- this is that. So we are going to introduce ourselves. We're going to interview each other. Um, and then there will be specific episodes on certain topics. So mm-hmm. there will be a topic on recording a certain instrument or a topic on uh, how to approach a certain situation or how to overcome a certain problem, how to like stuff like that. But it's always going to be much more specific than this episode. And Everything else, we'll see how it goes. We might have yeah. an idea here and there, but yeah, that's that's basically the plan right now. Uh, yeah. So, Mark, anything else you want to add to this? Uh, no, I think that's great. Um, I would again encourage everyone to to email us any questions or ideas, and like, no matter how big or small. Like, if it's just a small question, we can still fit it in. You know, we can just mention, oh, hey, by the way, we got a question about the angle of a SM57 on the bottom of a snare mic do this you know like, you yeah. know like we could just fit that stuff in it doesn't have to be a big over like thing we can talk about for 40 minutes um so just send that kind of stuff in it's helpful to us we'd love to hear from you um and same if you want us to shut up and stop talking about snares we can do that too let us know yeah <laughs> absolutely uh other than that if you want to get more information on all of what we just talked you can always go to the selfrecordingband.com there is a blog, there are uh, YouTube videos, there are some quick Q&A videos that I did just with my phone. There's um, articles, stuff you can download, PDFs. Just check that out, go there, and uh, yeah, we will always uh, let you know if there's new new stuff on there that you, to check out. Cool. Yeah, make that make that your required reading, guys. Like, if, if anything in this... Uh wasn't making sense like if you're just not at the level where you don't know what an interface is you got to go to that website and you got to join the facebook community um and it's going to just like you'll instantly be on the next level and understanding what we're talking about and this is all going to be so much more valuable for you true thanks for for saying that and but i i agree that's the whole reason i did i did that and i can confidently say that i think it's helpful for people so yeah go there check it out you will always find the show notes to each episode if you just go to the self-recording band slash and then the number of the episode. So the self-recording band slash one will be the show notes to this episode. Um, that will always be the case for future episodes. Uh, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can listen wherever you want and you can subscribe and leave a comment, leave a review. Um, yeah, that's it basically for this first episode. I hope awesome. you... I, I think... One more thing to say is, 
Uh, as you might hear, I'm from Germany. I'm not a native English speaker. So uh, please bear with me if I say stupid stuff from time to time. And Mark is here to correct me. I like it's 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 actually pretty cool to have a Canadian or somebody who can speak proper English doing this with me because <laughs> then I I'm not alone here with my crappy English. But yeah, I think I hope that's okay. I hope you you understand what I'm what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just hoping that there's no like real proper English speakers that are going to call me out on all my terrible English. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Honestly, you speak just as good as just as good English as I do. <laughs> okay, that's good. To, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. More accent though, but then yeah, but. Uh, cool then uh, that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening Uh, yeah bye see you next time hey friend thanks again for listening to this episode if you enjoyed this one just know that this is just a tiny fraction a small taste of what we can actually do to help you completely transform your recordings and mixes forever If you are really serious about your music, if you want to reach your goals as a self-recording artist, then please apply now for the Self-Recording Syndicate, our coaching program that takes you from where you are to being able to completely independently produce and release exciting sounding music forever. If you join that program, you're going to be part of a very, very passionate, dedicated, committed group of self-recording artists from all around the world. And you're going to get a roadmap, guidance, feedback, personal access to me and the team. We're going to do everything, literally everything we can to help you make the best recordings you can possibly make. And it all starts with a free first call, completely free, no strings attached. Best case scenario, we're going to end up working together and we're going to completely transform the way your music sounds. Worst case scenario, you're going to get an hour of free coaching and an action plan that you can then take and implement on your own. So if that sounds interesting to you, get started now with your first completely free call by going to theselfrecordingband.com slash call or just click the link in the show notes. See you next week.